titles. Go. Cougar Life. It wasn't me. Shoot everybody. The GameCube Kid. A mile every 20 hours. But wasn't it? That's a D. <laughs> the Joe Dirt Mullet. Happy Gilmore on steroids. Painted boobies. <laughs> Uncanceled. African American goats. The broke back Joker. Your buddy Ruben. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Warning what you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Corbs. I'm Kev. I'm Jack. Guys, what's got you geeked? Well, come on. I mean, what else could have us geeked other than WrestleMania? That Woo-hoo! was fantastic. For um, the most part, yes. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Um, Kev's down there like, what the fuck? Are they going to talk about this again? I'll try to keep it short. But... Every, every year at this time, we talk about it. Yeah. Um, well, it's not a wrestling podcast. We don't want to go crazy with it, but Cody Rhodes, holy shit. Fantastic. Maybe the best match of the two days. And I could not believe it, but Steve Austin came out and did exactly what I said I thought was possible a few weeks ago and had a very scripted match with someone that protected him. And that was a fantastic cap on his legacy. That was great. Uh, And then the next night when we got to see both maybe the best and the very worst stunner ever in the ring, (laughs) right at one, right after the other, Austin Theory sold that move like a motherfucker. I I think that might be the very best ever. And then Vince's just kind of fall over and die. Right. Where where Stone Cold had to chase him to to do the stunner. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, as a Stone Cold fan, I mean, I was, I was, I, not literally jumping for joy, but I could have been. It was, it was awesome to see him come back and and get a a good real match, which I I, I said I thought was possible, but I didn't think was going to happen. Right. See, now I'm on the other side of that coin because I was never a Stone Cold fan. I was I was a Rock guy. <clears throat> no. So. Stone Cold. <laughs> no, I was always a Rock guy. I mean, look at me and my personality. <laughs> Tell me that doesn't fit. The cocky asshole. Come on. But I was really happy to see how that went for Stone Cold. Like that, that was just really cool. But yeah, you know, it was one of those things. And you know how sometimes people say, well, if you squint your eyes a little bit, it almost looks good. Man, he almost, I mean, first of all, he doesn't barely looks like he's aged, except for a little bit of unsteadiness and some places where he wasn't quite as quick as you would have expected him to be. I mean, man, that, that was, that was top notch. I mean, if you'd said he was going to, you know, train for six months and come out and do a wrestling match, I wouldn't have expected he would do that well. 
Right. Yeah, I thought he'd be okay, but I mean, he looked good at 57 years years old coming out and uh, headlining a WrestleMania. You know, 20, 21 years after the last time he, he headlined a WrestleMania. Did you notice one thing missing from his repertoire? Uh, the Luthez Press. I noticed it too, and I understand yeah. it too. You got at that age, you're gonna protect your body, especially since the knees were shot 20 years ago. Yeah. So yeah, but I noticed they didn't do that. But still, it was phenomenal. Um, <clears throat> we have very differing opinions on the Cody Rhodes thing. Really? Um, why? I don't like Cody at all. So when it did come to fruition and he was there and it did the whole come up through the stage and the whole my family's wrestling royalty whatever it said in the no it says there's more than one um, royal family in wrestling yeah i i was just like and that's when i texted you guys uh (laughs) to which you were quick to shut it down i'm like oh shit that's right he said he wasn't watching it tonight (laughs) see i I don't understand why why that would bother you so much i mean i was just disappointed that it was real i guess you know what you saw there the pop he got the wwe crowd appreciated him and they showed it like crazy um i understand why the the aew crowd had heat for him as well i understand their perception of it but we know in reality that isn't really the way things went he wasn't really booking himself to win championships i mean he lost he he lost evp status you know i mean we only found out about it right before you know he left but that clearly had been going on a long time um the WWE crowd appreciated the fact that he he went off and started a company and built himself into a star big enough that for the very first time, I believe, in the history of wrestling, a guy changed companies and came back with the same entrance, the same music, the same outfit, the same everything. He is the character. He owns Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. How many wrestlers can say that, that they actually own everything? Didn't Jeff? Uh, no, because they can't use the Hardy oh. Boys. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, he came in with the exact same gimmick and the exact same music. Yeah, but but they don't own everything. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I, I just, that, that's huge. You know, and, and to come back the other way, I think the WWE fans are going to appreciate him because it, it maybe, I, I saw one person said that they felt that he went into AEW and tried to be a WWE superstar. And maybe that's right. Maybe it's a little bit different. I think it's going to work better here. And hold on. Sorry. I'll just dub in something there. Don't worry. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice, oh, nice catch, Hugh. Nice catch. That was very good. Uh, but if, if I were them, what I would do is the right thing happened in the Roman match. And holy crap. I mean, you saw him pop his shoulder back in the socket, right? Um, yeah. At first, I badass. thought that was a work. Yeah. And yeah. And then you saw it wasn't. And then um, with as quick as the end of that match, I was like, holy shit, he was really hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what they need to do is he needs to hold on to that belt until WrestleMania 40. And yes, that's two WrestleMania two years because they've built up something now that they can't ever build up again. Right. And if you're going to do it, do it right. And I would say, I mean, maybe even Cody in two years, enough time to really establish himself. You need somebody younger to actually do that. You can't drop it to Brock. You can't drop it to a part-timer. It needs to be something big. And after seeing the pop he got from the crowd, if he can maintain that, I mean, I'm not sure who else in the company. I mean, maybe, maybe Seth Rollins, you know, who's really big enough to end that. Now, my question for you, because I wasn't home for the first three quarters of Raw. 
Um, how was his pop on Raw when Cody came out? It was the same. Just as big, wasn't it, Jack? It was, it, yeah, huge. Yeah, just as big. Um, but it's like what you're saying, uh, Hugh. I was never a big Cody Rhodes fan because I thought he was just like his father, Dusty, and then Gold Dust, his half brother. But like I thought it was just given to him. But now what I saw at WrestleMania. He earned his right, exactly what you said. He built the AEW logo, and he is building this back up, and he is definitely doing something right. But, yes, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, it was um, – they they went nuts. So it wasn't like, okay, we cheer you now and back to, you know, Cody, Cody sucks, you know, like AEW was. Uh, That's I don't know, what maybe... I was wondering is if it was like people were just drunk on WrestleMania, like with a big woohoo, and then if it was going to taper off, but – it might still be too soon for that. It, it might be, but I, I also think that maybe the WWE crowd is going to appreciate it uh, a lot more. And and you know what? Just the fact that he pulled that off, I mean, he he that adds to his his shine, which he didn't have that until he appeared at WrestleMania. So the fact that he was actually able to do that, come into himself, makes him look even better. Mm-hmm. So that that could also change people's perceptions. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, unless we want to dive any deeper into this. Actually, I have one thing I want to say about that real quick. I want to pick your yeah. brains because I've been watching WWE a lot more lately. And yes, it's not the same. It's not the Since the editor era. <laughs> exactly. No, but in my opinion, the best match was Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. The women fighters are flawless. In my opinion, they're the best ever. You got some great fighters. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, that was from toe to toe, arguably the best match. I know you have Roman Reigns versus Brock, Stone Cold, which we're all fans of, but like these women, oh my God, Becky Lynch held the belt since SummerSlam, defeated um, Bianca Belair in 30 seconds. Bianca Belair battled back and she beat Becky Lynch. It was like a what, a 22 minute match? It was a good yeah. match. Yeah, it, it was. And you'll find that the, the women in WWE are putting on the, usually the best matches of the night. Um, that's why you're seeing them. Uh, headline raw a lot more you know there was a point in time where that was a big deal now it's like sometimes like the last three matches are women's matches because they're that good uh yeah you know that that was good and, and if it wasn't for everything surrounding the cody seth rollins match i probably would have called that as the best match uh, of that night it just the cody one hit me harder I, I did especially like um becky lynch's um david bowie look that yeah was... that was cool I was being facetious, but no, I, I thought it like, looked good. I, I was it. like, "What the fuck happened to her?" Like, uh, my the other thing that has me geeked right now is uh, I put down my five dollar pre order on a Steam Deck tonight. Oh, you were talking about that, yeah? Okay, yeah. I think I, I, I mean, I don't actually have to worry about purchasing it till like October or November because <laughs> they're that far behind. Uh, but I think I'm going to go ahead and not do that. Pull nice. the trigger. Very cool. I want to hear what goes on with that when you get it. That's it. I'm done. All right. Who's next? All right. Um, well, it's got me geeked. I haven't told you guys, but tomorrow, yes, I am the oldest one here. I'll be 34 tomorrow. Happy birthday! <laughs> did you say the oldest one here? Of course I did. I did that on purpose. <laughs> Um, no, but, um, tomorrow I'll be, um, yep. Um, tomorrow's my birthday. Um, I'm geeked about that because 
uh, my friends, they planned a, um, a getaway weekend for me. I'm kind of freaked out what they're going to do. So yeah, exactly. What are they going to do to me? Um, <laughs> no, I, I do know we're going to Turning Stone. Um, we're going to go to the clubs, um, just be with friends and um, get a good dinner. Just have some fun with family and friends and just being um, another year older. But as you know, we all losing hair. That's why I'm wearing my hat too, Paul, because my hat, my hair is receding. So I don't give a shit. I'm not um, losing but, hair. Yeah, we're not like you, Hugh. You have the best, you have one of the best beards too. So, um, but yeah, I know, I know. But no, I'm just, and then also what's also got me geeked is being back with you guys the second straight week. This is just something I've just missed and just being with you all again. So a birthday and being with you guys again. Well, I've got to tell you, there was that I told you this privately off of here. There was a pretty big buzz about Jack being back. We, we actually got comments back that people were super excited to see nice. him back. And yeah. when I edited, I actually I was watching everybody else's reactions, and that was pretty priceless. So, Jack, can I make a suggestion? What's up? It, if I was 34, I would have wanted someone to say this to me. Okay. Um, and, and this is it's extremely important and it's something that you should take to heart and you should really look into this. So this, this comes from the deepest part of my soul. Cougarlife.com <laughs> Okay. Please. For me. I agree. For me. Agree. Do it for me. Please. Uh, did you ever see the girl next door, Kev? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think so. There's a scene where he's like, just do it for me. Just do it well, for me. <laughs> I've got this great story about cougarlife.com that I'd love to tell all you guys sometime. It's completely <laughs> so inappropriate that I can't even say it during this podcast. Wow. wow. You, I don't ever want it recorded. So <laughs> you, need to, you need to do this for me. Or for us, maybe, because we're all a bunch of old fuckers that are never going to be able to get a chance to do that again. Had I had Cougar Life in my life at your age, wow. I'm not going to lie. Um, this is like you said, probably for after the podcast, but I was a senior in college. I was 22. I went on, I, I dated a 55-year-old for a couple months, and I don't want to admit that, but yeah. That was I kind love of you. I love you, Jack. I knew I liked you. <laughs> We all have stories. God. Paul, we got to bring back the WTF file. And I got to tell Kevin about the cell phone story. Oh, God. <laughs> do you remember that, you and Corbs? I do remember that. All right, Kev, after camera, we'll talk about that one. Oh, my God, dude. Corbs, you got something? I, are you, are you? I got a couple of things. Okay, I'm going to let you go because I'll, I'll save mine for last. Yeah. So for me, it's uh, baseball season starts tomorrow. Opening day got pushed back due to the lockout. So, yeah, tomorrow starts the new season of baseball. So looking forward to that. And then it's doubly special for me because, as you guys all know, uh, I am an avid golfer. Uh, summertime, I golf every weekend. Uh, starting tomorrow is the Masters. Biggest golf tournament of the year. Only golf tournament I watch from the time it's on until the time it's off every day. So starting around three o'clock on tomorrow. I'll have it on the TV and it should be in the background or whatever, but Saturday and Sunday, I will sit and watch, especially Sunday with the final round. I'll sit and watch the pretty much the whole, the whole tournament on Sunday. So. Huh. so. Who do you have winning Corbs? 
Um, I have a couple of guys. I think got a shot. Uh, number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler. I got. It. I, I figure he's gonna have a good a good round. And then my uh, my dark horse pick is a guy called JJ Span. He just he won last week's tournament to get in this week. So he came back from like uh, four or five shots down to win the tournament to get in. So I took him as a dark horse. And then uh, my buddy, uh, three iron, Paul knows three iron. Um, he's actually, the one thing that's got me sort of geeked and pissed at the same time, he's actually in Georgia right now at the Masters. His, uh, his half-brother lives down in South Carolina. He just found out that he had a half-brother last year. Called him. Or they've been talking since beginning of last year or whatever. Um, so he came, the guy came up last last year. We met, I met him last year. So we went on play golf together. So they've stayed in touch and they've become kind of close. So he offered a friend of his had tickets to the Masters tomorrow. So he nice. he was not going to be able to use them. So he gave them to Justin's half brother. So he's like, well, you want to come down? And so Justin flew down. And they're going tomorrow just to see. They, they got tickets just for Thursday. So he's going to Thursday. And his cousin lives down there. So he's going to go down and see his cousin for a little bit and play some golf and then be back. And then probably the week. Yes, yeah, sir. I have a question. When, have people, when people go to a tournament like that yep. to watch as the audience, yep. do you buy tickets to a specific hole and they get to sell oh. tickets to every hole? Or do you have to walk to each hole? You have to walk around the course. You can Once you get in there, you can go wherever you want. It's not just – now, that course, you guys, I mean, you guys don't really know it the course that well there's a couple of iconic holes for that course it's called amen corner it's 12 it's 11 12 13 it's like the hard, hardest three holes in the on the course but it's the most scenic three holes on the course nice so um so that's he said he's gonna go there um his big the guy he likes is uh tiger woods and he tiger decided to play this week so he's gonna watch him for a little bit and then they're gonna go sit at in that spot amen corner they have like well they used to i don't know if they will this year um, they have like bleachers that you can sit in and watch. So you're right over there. Did you finally get it out? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you're pulling that from. It took a while. <laughs> remember remember the, the mini question. fridge from Christmas? What were we saying, Kyle? <laughs> I have a two part question. All right. Part number one Who's your favorite golfer of all time? All time? Greg Norman. Happy Gilmore. Would you shut the fuck up? No. <laughs> Seriously. I'll fucking Bob Barker your ass. Part two. What's your favorite golfing movie? Caddyshack. Okay. But you haven't done that yet either. I haven't done Caddyshack. I don't think the so, movies. but I can't exactly pull it up right now. I mean, Happy Gilmore and Caddy. I mean, Caddyshack is is like the ultimate, right? It's like yeah. you know, it's the classic, but Happy Gilmore, come on. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Happy Gilmore is is a close second, but I grew up on Caddyshack. Well, so did I. Right. So, so did I. So and I, I still we still quote I still quote that I'll quote that movie on the golf course. Sure. So, well, what golfer doesn't? Right. I mean, so, but yeah, for me, greatest day of my life. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I mean, if if you ask me, like I said, if you ask me that question, I'm going to tell you Caddyshack every time. Love that movie. That movie, I mean, Happy Gilmore's on, I, I, I'll watch it, but when Caddyshack is on, I am glued to the TV. Okay. Uh, fair, if, fair enough, you, fair enough. If you ask me what's the worst golfing movie of all time, it's Caddyshack 2. There was a 2? 
There was, that was a two. Bad. That was horrible. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So if oh. if if you thought last week's movie was bad, watch really bad. that movie and Candy Shack Two back to back, and you'll want to put a bullet in your head. I I was gonna Extreme. try to watch last week's movie, but then I thought about it again, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> You thought you thought you'd go for a ride instead? I think I probably might have had a beer with a little bit of cart. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Corbs, I got a question for you real quick. Yeah. What was it a couple months ago? Did you guys all see this? It was literally what golf hole was it or tournament was it that um you see um like there was like a big party, like there was like beer bashes or something like that. Do you remember that? I don't. Oh my God, like there was a golfer. I don't know who it was. You guys would love this. It was just like Happy Gilmore on steroids. People are like shotgunning beers. They're like doing beer cans. It's like a Stone Cold Steve Austin rager. But isn't that <laughs> most people how they go golfing? No, I, he's talking, I think she's, I think he's talking about like golfers. There was a golfer. Like they were like, get, like they always scream at, like get it in the hole. But you guys got to look it up. It was like literally beer cans everywhere. Like they're throwing cans, they're throwing cups on the, on the oh yeah, yeah, no, I, I know what you're talking about. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was right before uh, Tiger's last accident. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do remember that. No, Jack, I do remember. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I remember that. There was something where they they were throwing beer cans and cups, and, and it wasn't even like it was something like malicious. They were just having a good time, and they started throwing cans on the fucking course. On the green, amazing. Yeah. It looked awesome. Actually, again, when you first were talking about that, I thought you were talking about fucking Daly, John Daly. I've met that guy before, actually. I, he's interesting. Yeah, he's definitely a character. I met him. He came, uh, now, oh God, I was probably 16 or 17, and he came and played at Green Lakes. My, my grandmother and I went and watched him play. That's a big boy, and he hit the ball a long, long way. You think the guys now drive the ball far? I mean, some guys drive, are driving par fours. He was doing that back in the 90s when it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't even common. I mean, everybody was driving the ball 250. He was hitting it 330, 400 yards. I mean, it was just ridiculous how far he hit the ball. So, people, but, yeah, people do it on steroids. John Daly does it on beer and cigarettes. Yep. Fuck well, yeah, gotta, I like that guy. I don't even know. Well, you got a chance. <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah, he's 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 a riot though. He's I, I've seen some like uh, documentaries and stuff about about Daly. He's a trip to be around. He he doesn't hold back. He he drinks he drinks like a fish and he smokes like a chimney. I don't know anybody like that? Yep. And he drives around in a freaking uh like a Yugo. Tell me he's got a Yugo. No, he's got he's got a, he's got a mobile home. He drives around in a freaking. Uh, Fuck yeah! He just he drives around. He's got all of his merchandise. He just opens up the side, pulls fucking out a meth mobile. Yeah, just his his family rides around with him and all that stuff. It's it's he's the why he's a he's a freaking trip. He would be he would be a great guy to party with. He's got a bounder, doesn't he? He's got a fucking bounder. Tell me, <laughs> fuck yeah, he's got Walt right in there, just cooking it up in the back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we found Kev's favorite golfer. Kev's gonna go find John Daly and go party with him. Fuck yeah, man! I'm in the golf now. So that's it for me. Just the Masters and the start of baseball season. So, all right. So before Paul takes over and doesn't let me add my thing again, I'm going to go What's ahead and give you what I got. <laughs> Whatever. 
I got two things. I got two things. One of them I actually wrote in the notes. We got a race coming up. Uh, end of, what is this, April? End of April. We got a race coming up. We have two races. Uh, closed, course, closed course Enduros here in uh, Oshkosh County. Um, for those of you who don't know, I live in Mexico, and our neighboring city is village, whatever, is Palermo. I got a buddy who owns some property up there. We have uh, dirt bike races up there in the woods. Um, we have hair, we've had uh, hair scramble races. We've had Enduros. Um, and this is a closed course Enduro. And uh, Arcadia Bark Busters is putting it on. And we started last weekend working on the uh, course for it. And I'm going to be out again this coming weekend. It's going to be a good time. So it's a, it's a great it's a great event. If you ride a dirt bike, if you if you even think you want to race in the woods, it's worth coming out for. It's a, it's a really, really, really good time. It's a really, really good time. So there's that. So I'm going to be quick. See, I'm, see, I'm being quick because I know nobody gives a shit about dirt bikes. So, <laughs> so number two is our fucking driveway is done. Yes. So... Moved into our house in 01, and we've had this shitty-ass piece of crap freaking paved driveway ever since. I mean, it was just horrible when we moved in. It's been getting nothing but worse. I mean, it's on an incline. So I parked my truck on it, and it's just so bad for blacktop. You just can't. You can't do that shit. And I've been doing it and because I didn't have any other thing to do. I couldn't park on the street in the winter. You know, you just got to do what you got to do. Always had to use a lot of salt to keep it clear just because it's on an incline. You know, it's just, I, I know I've been damaging it myself and not doing it any good. So had it all tore out. And today was the second pour. And now it's concrete. Five and a half inches thick, metal reinforced, fiber reinforced. It's freaking beautiful. Um, the guy that did it, um, he brush finished it and it's, it's fantastic. Got to stay off of it for the next 10 days. Um, but it's all done. And I mean, it looks fantastic. People stopping ever since this guy started work after the first pour, I think, I don't think before he poured the first part of it, but ever since then people have been stopping and asking for his business card. I mean, he is phenomenal. So I'm going to give him a plug here for our two listeners, maybe three, uh, Pat's masonry. He's out of Hastings, New York. Um, used to work for a bigger company. Um, great guy, young guy, go-getter, hard worker, had a good crew. Um, you know, they were they were on the ball. They were here every morning. You know, so far they've, they've, they've really busted ass and it looks fantastic. He's coming back. You know, he's got a lot of cleanup to do because, you know, concrete work is never um, not messy. So, yeah, Paul knows exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um so uh just just great guy and um very conscientious about his work you know he's trying to get his his own thing going there's a lot of pools uh sidewalks stuff like that you know i, I don't know that he's done a lot of commercial work yet i, have, I haven't seen it on his he's got a uh, he's got a facebook page pat's masonry um so very very happy um with the work that i've had done considering the fact that i've been trying since last spring to get someone to my house to give me an estimate. He came out, ripped the old shit out, put the new one in, and it's freaking beautiful. I can't, I can't even can't even say how good it is. Those no. are my things. Okay, you, mentioned, said, you said that you said your driver is on an incline. Does that make it harder for the, the concrete to settle? It does. So yeah, so and Paul and Paul can can probably talk better about this than I can, but as I understand it, when you're pouring a flat thing like a sidewalk or yeah. run a, on a pool whatever 
you pour it loose, so it's a lot of water in it, right? So it's thinner, you know, and easier so to work. So you can with. manipulate it more. Yes. And it self levels, right? It self levels, and you know, you just finish it at the end. Well, you're right, right, right. I mean, it's it's got stones and oh, fucking okay. right. Yeah, it's 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 got stones in it. How can it fucking whatever? So so when it's level, you can get away with pouring the whole thing at once. When it's on a slant, he had to do it in the sections, and it had to be almost dry. Oh, okay. That's yeah. a bitch. So it slumps in and it comes down the freaking chute like it like a, a a mile every 20 hours, you know. I mean, it's just coming down and they gotta drag it down. I've got I've got some pictures of it. I didn't get any video of it, unfortunately. Um, but they did a fucking fantastic job. The first batch set up, I mean, they did it in two parts. The first part set up really, really nice. And um, they did the second one today, and it just like I say, it just looks fantastic. And I think that's why people were stopping by because I think it's a real talent for somebody to do concrete on an angle. Yeah, it is. So cool. Very, I'm very happy so far, and I know it's going to be good. Um, I had somebody ask me not long ago, um, a, a, another friend of mine is a system administrator out in the Midwest. He's like uh, five and a half inches thick. Huh? He goes, you, you park, park in a semi on it? I'm like, no. I said, I don't ever want to fucking deal with this shit again, ever. So there we go good for you kev that's some very important i'm i don't know what it looked like before but i just hear your voice and kudos to you i'm glad you finally got that done yeah thanks man you know it's 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 really good and the wife likes it too she didn't know she didn't know what to expect you know we got all these different quotes and the first quote we got was for you know this exorbitant amount of money that didn't even include tearing the old driveway out pat comes in and he gives me the quote for both tearing it out and putting the new one in and then the company he used for work for it, they give me a quote doing the whole thing. And it was those first two quotes put together. Ooh. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> I'm pretty Yikes. I'm pretty happy. It's yeah, so it worked so, out nice. The wife's um, happy, so now I am happy. When uh when he when he comes back, you know, men- mention the show and the fact that we do run ad spots. I'll do that. I'll do that. First one's free. I'll do that. It was because I just came. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I guess that leaves me. Um, Next segment. What? Yeah. <laughs> moving on. No. Uh, Mine will be quick too because I'm going to talk about it more no, in the next won't. segment. No, it won't. Um, so I went out last Saturday. Um, thought I'd go ha- hang out in front of a store for a few hours. Um, and it did. Drove to it, Jersey? <laughs> no, not that store. <laughs> oh, that's funny though. That's this weekend. Um, but uh, I decided to go hang out in front of GameStop for uh, for three hours in the cold on Saturday, and it was all fucking worth it because now I am, as you guys know, proud owner of a PlayStation Five, uh, which almost made me late tonight because I was playing it right before I, I looked down at eight twenty seven, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so, um. So tell right, us right. the story. How, how what are they getting them and they advertise it? What, what yes. How that's did you exactly know what happened? How did you know? They uh th- there's been rumblings for a couple of weeks. Like they, they've known it was coming, but it was unofficial. Uh and they've been saying all along April 2nd, April 2nd, April 2nd. Uh normally they do the drops on Fridays, but they didn't want to say they were doing a drop on April Fool's Day <laughs> because they were afraid people would be like, oh, what the fuck, you know. So the it fucking was, jerk should be standing outside the fucking door no matter what. I would have been that jerk. <laughs> I mean, I mean the people wanting a PS5. <laughs> um, 
Um, so yeah, each store got a specific allotment of them. Um, I was at the clay store. They got eight of the, the disc version ones in and two digitals. Um, what'd you get? I got the disc, um, because having a PS4 and now they finally made them backwards compatible so I can play my PS4 games on, I needed a disc one so I could load the games. So I made sure I got there extra early. They opened at 10 o'clock. I got there at seven Oh eight and I was the second person in line. So, uh, so I, they opened 10, 10. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. You bring a chair. I did a chair and and I was bundled up. Yep. Umbrella cooler. No, didn't need an umbrella because there's a there's an overhang at that specific one. Cooler. Did you, been... engage, did you engage the person in front of you and say, "Hey, what's going on?" Or just I, keep I, yourself. You made a new friend. I didn't, didn't want to. This dude. <sighs> you I, knew I, who it was. You knew him. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Ruben. I know him very well now. Um, Ruben. And he makes us all look I like fucking. The, the high school quarterback. He was the most socially <laughs> awkward guy. He was wearing oh, a so- anime on. shirt. I, I'm judging him if that tells you something. What do you what did you say? He had an I love anime shirt? He had something anime. I don't remember I don't remember what it said on it, but it was Ooh. like a, a light colored tie-dyed shirt and had I love anime. Color. I could have talked to him. <clears throat> and I did he I, smell like Cheetos and all that. I didn't get that close. And plus, this fucker has been broken so many times that I can't smell that thing anyway. <laughs> did you did you tell him you do a podcast? No. No. Okay. Because I was gonna say if you'd brought that up, this guy would be me right Paul's just like, no. <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to be left alone. He told, he told him he lived in the city. <laughs> oh, he told me everything. They 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 drove. I was talking from, about you told him. Yeah. No, I didn't. I, I gave no information to him. Um, he he literally was going down the line and tell asking everybody what their favorite anime was. Oh my god! And, and things like this, and what's what's going to be the first game you play? Which that one's a little more normal. Everyone's in line what, to get a video game. What line? The, said- there was by the time it opened, that the, they had already sold out of the playstations. Everybody was in line. How many? How many people? How many people are in line? There were ten people in line. Oh Jesus Christ! So. That's not a line. It was. That's that's a speed well, if, if they just, by yes, definition, man. that is technically a line. Oh, don't, don't support him. Now you, you laugh. You laugh, Kev. He's got a new friend, though. I don't so, want that new friend. I know. Yeah. So tell us about Ruben. <laughs> okay, we're running out of time. So. When's, when's Ruben coming on the podcast? Ruben will never come on again. But I found out their entire come life story. On. Him and his wife. There? Oh. Was there for uh, more. I thought you meant he had a special friend with him. Like, <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that could be a, <laughs> that could be a whole thing. And that's okay these days. That, that's fine. Um. But yeah, he, he like I said, he's going through the line and trying to engage everybody, and everyone's just like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" And um, Wait, he found, kept getting out of line. You know, Listen. it sounds like he it sounds like he was the happiest motherfucker there. Seriously, he was. He he was and the whole time, I'm like, that says more about you than it does about him. Seriously, clearly, that, you got there I mean, at seven. Ruben I, probably got there at midnight. Uh, he he left. Uh, Casanova at five a.m. Damn. Yeah. Which means they sat in their car from like seven, uh, six something until I showed up. Dude's motivated. Yes. 
motivated ain't the word because I can think of about nine places between there, Casanova and Clay to stop. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's what's got me geeked. Um, I'm super psyched. I finally got my PS5, got it all hooked up yesterday. Uh, it literally <laughs> sat in my living room until yesterday. And I was just, I kept staring at it like, God, I just, I don't have time. And so I finally got it all hooked up. It's all rolling and everything's loaded up. Now Apparently, I know why I don't hear from you during the day. Working. Moon Knight. Working on, <laughs> working on your PlayStation. Now that's done. I messaged you today. I gave you the heads up on Mayfeld. And I'll see you tomorrow with a breakfast First time pizza. week. I feel like we're going to be late, though, now every Wednesday. Paul, you're like, oh, shit, 829 or 831. You're like, shit. You're in tomorrow? Yeah. What? You know we're leaving early, right? No. Yeah, 3 o'clock, they're kicking us out. We're all about to leave in less than a minute. Good good call on that. Um, So, anyway, um, guys, what you playing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Who's going first? to go? Jesus Christ. All right. Fine. All right. Fine. I'll go. I'll go. All right. What are we doing? We're, what? What? Right, what are you gaming, Kev? I'll ask you first. What are you gaming? Me? Yeah. He's looking around the spot. I never go first. <laughs> okay. He never I first. Is, I'm the game that Hugh told me to play. Okay. Oh, All right. No. 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 I'll just say this. I finished the game because that's what I do. I got to run through the ones and just finish it. Finish the main storyline just to see how it is. And I'm going to tell you right now, Far Cry, according to reviews I've read, it's really one of the better single-player story-based kind of games. It's it, it holds up. I mean, I had a good time. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the whole thing, you know, had to, you know, go rescue my friends. I had to build up my ability. I had to, you know, make out with the the garden goddess. I mean, that part of it was really fucking awesome. I got to tell you right now. Oh, we played played a game like that. What'd you what? We played a game like that just a little while. Last last year. (laughs) I mean, it it, it, it held up. It was a really good, it was a really fun time, you know, and I had a really good time. more often than the other, by the way. So I I started over. I started over on a much harder level. So now I'm going to try to to do things a little differently, a little bit more clandestine, uh, a little bit less, you know, raise the alarms and just shoot everybody that comes at me. You know, yeah, just uh, have a little more fun with it. So it's I'm having a good time. So that's that's where I'm at. In case you you what you don't know, Jack, is that I will not spend the money on a modern game system. I will not buy a, a console, and I will not build a gaming computer because I will spend way too much time on it. So I have stuff that's like almost as old as you are, and I'm okay with that. No, I love it. Um, no, as you know. Um... You're talking you, to the, uh, the GameCube kid over here. Like, <laughs> I love that. So, um, yes, Paul knows. Um, as you guys know, I um, I jailbroke a GameCube. And this week, um, I'm going back. And Corbs, shout out to you. I'm playing some NFL Street Volume 2. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I was so excited. Um, like, But I was like, how did I beat this when I was a kid? 
Um, but um, actually, I beat that this week. I'm pretty proud of it. I skipped three dates, which I'm not proud of that. <laughs> but um, I um, it's called Own the City. So you play pickup games, and then you uh, draft players from each team, and you win. And um, it's actually kind of cool, like, after you win the whole thing, because like you're you're of course you're gonna play quarterback you're not gonna play running back you're not gonna play wide receiver uh so you're just um, trying to play this and then you get the best players of each and then when you finish the game you actually get to import your guy into the current year's madden which is oh, really cool, cool. So it was really cool yeah so like it was Madden 2006 so like my guy was so cool he had muscles he had tattoos he looked awesome but then when he got imported into madden as you know, Madden is now really realistic. But back in the day, 06, tell me if I'm wrong. It was McNabb on the cover. And um, my guy went seventh overall. I'm like, this is cool. This is cool. He's going to be seventh overall. But as soon as he gets drafted, he looks like Rocky Balboa. His face looks like this. He's got the <laughs> Joe, he's got the Joe Dirt mullet. And I was like, what the hell? This is my guy. Because he looked really cool. He looked like this kind of gangster, kind of street football player. But then he looked like Rocky Balboa meets Joe Dirt's evil cousin. It's like this is not what Jack Corbett looked like. So <laughs> it was kind of wasn't a, it? Yeah. So it was like yes, but no. But I'm happy I beat the game. But to answer your question, Kev, like I don't have a gaming computer either, but I have a jailbroke GameCube, and I'm proud of it. And I have all sorts of school cool gadgets. So I'm with you. He's like Batman. He's cool. I like it. Of course. Well, we'll have to talk about my arcade setup, Jack. You, uh, you, you don't know about that, but behind me, I have a whole full That's a size. <laughs> what were you saying, Hugh? <laughs> I have a, a, I have a full size um, arcade stick, one of those like double arcade sticks, like fighting sticks, and I, I built a little arcade thing. So oh, cool. it's pretty cool. Out of a Raspberry Pi, I think you get a kick out of it. Nice. Oh yeah, I jailbroke a Raspberry Pi um, a couple of years ago. I any apps, all that you, stuff. Do you need to jailbreak a Raspberry Pi? It's like well, already no. a felon. You just like put your stolen goods on it. There's no breaking involved. That's true. That's true. You're right. Good point. <laughs> I thought you ate a Raspberry Pi, but that's just me. I P. look I. like I ate a Raspberry Pi. <laughs> Several. Can we get some raspberry? Several million of them. There are some places in Par Syracuse you can pay for a Raspberry Pi. Uh, go ahead. Wow. No. I'm gonna have to look that up on Urban Dictionary later. <laughs> you don't want to. That's almost as bad as the Dirty Sanchez. I, I'm thinking you might find Cubs um, Goddess from Far Cry if you go there. <laughs> and it he had painted boobies. Did you buy a uh, four as well at the same time? No, 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 not yet, not yet, not yet, no, no, I'm not there yet. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. That's too modern for me. <laughs> oh, stop. Uh, just, you got the, you got the paintball game behind him. That's as that's as he goes. What's the newest one? Six. Six. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, four is too modern for me. I don't think I can play that. I'm pretty sure you can. Five, maybe not, but four you should be fine with. Um, just jumping off of his Far Cry 3, I mentioned it to my buddy at GameStop last night, and he told me, don't do that to yourself, not for PlayStation 5. 
That was your buddy what? Ruben. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Nice. oh no, hold on. That that's good. That's gonna go. Don't, don't do what to yourself. Um, a game that old for the PS5. Fuck that. There's an enhanced edition. It came out specifically for the PS4. Really? Yeah, okay, it's, it, came, it came out. That's the version I played. So yeah, there's no reason you shouldn't know. That guy's an why idiot. why did he say not? He not works at GameStop. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Why did he say not to play it? He didn't say not to play the game. He said that shouldn't be one of my first experiences on the PlayStation 5. Oh, that I agree with. Okay. But what should be your what should be your first experience? Anything but Fire Cry? <laughs> right. Anything else. Just pick well, something a game else. that was made in the past like 15 years. <laughs> um oh, I'll jump in now. So so my bundle came with two games. Um, it came with Gran Turismo 7 and Horizon Forbidden West. Neither of one. which I've opened. Um, I actually have no interest in racing games at all, so I might actually see if I can just get rid of Gran Turismo. Um, but Game I think I'm going to buy it for five bucks. Exactly. It's still in the plastic from the exact same one they sold it to me a week ago. Um. <clears throat> But I think I am going to try out Horizon because I think you, the first one came very highly recommended from you, right? Yeah. You. So I, uh, I, I definitely think I'll check that one out. Have you played that one yet? I have not. And I'm probably not going to. I didn't, at least not anytime soon. I didn't finish the first one. Um, not because it's a bad game, but the, uh, the systems became a little complex to remember when. I'm not playing for three or four or five hours at a time. I'm stealing an hour on Monday and maybe an hour on Thursday. Plus I have, you know, this new game to play that new game to play. And it's one of those things. If you don't keep playing it, you kind of forget there. There's this whole like rock, paper, scissors thing going on with, you know, what you use on what beasts and, and things like that. I mean, I, I might make, be making it sound more complicated than it was, but every time I went get back to it, I'd forgotten what the fuck I was doing. So I, I really, that'll be one of my, you know, hey, I have time off and I need a game to play and I'll end up diving back in. Can you guys ed- educate us? What is Horizon? I don't even know. I, you know, I, I can't even really. I, it's really hard to explain without giving away plot points, too. Yeah. Okay. Um, look it up. Look it up. Who cares? Look it up. <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically, um, you start the game and you think you're almost like in a, in the past, I don't want to say prehistoric, but more I mean, imagine, you know, like Native American past type things. There isn't really technology or anything. You've got bows and arrows and shit. But then you start seeing that people have stuff that's built out of pieces of technology. And then slowly you you stumble into a cave and discover a research facility. And you realize that all of this shit is happening after our civilization has fallen. So um, all of the, not all of the animals, but most of the animals in the wild are actually machines. And nobody knows where they're coming from. And I don't, I, I didn't play far enough to really know what the story is getting at, but it's a really cool sci-fi setting, very uh, gameplay, very similar to like Assassin's Creed or whatever. It's an open world, you know, third person view. Uh, some interesting mechanics uh, as far as fighting and uh, interacting with and controlling those animals. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a fantastic game. I didn't stop playing it because anything wrong with the game at all. Uh, I just... I, you know, you, you give me something like that, an IP that's brand new while interesting, 
Uh, and I, I really like the idea. And then something like Dying Light, which is zombies and something I'm familiar with, I'm going to gravitate toward what I know I'm going to love more. Yeah, that's true. But And I'm not really playing anything new. So there, I'm done. <laughs> Corbs. Uh, nothing new, just baseball still. Uh, actually, the uh, my dad bought me the new season. It came 22 out, came out yes yesterday so i was supposed to have it he, he ordered it was supposed to was technically supposed to be here yesterday but it was shipped from georgia yesterday so it's here in syracuse today so i should have it tomorrow or for my birthday which is next saturday perfect happy early birthday thank you sir <laughs> happy birthday to you too mm-hmm. thank you sir as the oldest one here yeah <laughs> <laughs> am i the oldest one here no no Kevin is the that would be, be stash man. <laughs> That's a beautiful mustache. I'm still saying it. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, I think that wraps that up. So it brings us to Kev's tabletop review. Woohoo! Are we rolling right into it? Or are we gonna cut this time? Well, yeah, just keep going. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, so so here's the deal. So tonight is kind of an update, but kind of a pretty cool, uh, this is what's coming up kind of thing. So you may recall that I have reviewed Castle Panic in the past. Game I love. It's just a fantastic board game. It's a lot of fun. If you are, you know, on the, on the, the low end in, in, in the five-star um uh gaming you know spectrum if you're in the 1.5 to 2.5 scale of gaming and you know you want something easy to learn and you can get up to speed quick on it and you can have a lot of fun with it right away castle panic is one of those games now what castle panic also has is all these expansions some great expansions just make the game a lot more fun so you play the main game and then you add a little bit more interest to it what they did not too long ago, back in May of 21, was they did a Kickstarter for the for the deluxe version. Kickstarter went from May to June, and they wanted about 60 grand. They got $420,000. They did fantastic. They went way beyond their expectations. They're going to have a, um, according to Fireside Games, the, 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 the folks that make the game, they're going to have a tour where they're going to go and they're going to go visit castles and they're going to invite nice. their fans and they're just going to have a great time with it. They, they just made so much money and they're going to have such a great time. And, and I think it's fantastic. But the best news is what I'm bringing to you tonight. And that is that, and I got to scroll up here. Oh, I got to get over my other computer here. Where's my cursor? The best news is that the crowns and quests expansion that was new and specifically released with the deluxe version is now coming to all retail centers very soon. So this adds some really, really, really neat features like 
uh, character cards. You're going to have a character card where you get to play a specific character. It's one out of eight or 12 different characters. Um, I forget what they said, but you get special um, special bonuses, special uh, abilities to like, like one character could build a wall if they only have a mortar or, or stone versus having to have both. So um, the way the game is played, for anybody that doesn't remember, is you have a board, you have six different sections, three different colors, uh, red, blue, green, and you have all these monsters that move in from the forest. And every round you can, you can trade cards with other players or you can uh, discard or you can get cards. The idea being your cards give you the ability to strike the monsters or push them back and reduce their hit points. And the expansions, what they do is they add in these features like, oh, a special character that runs through the woods and attacks the monsters from behind. Or in the case of crowns and uh, what are they, what's it called again? Crowns and quests. Best. You get the ability to be one of these special characters. And then during the game, you have these special quests that you go on. And if you finish one of these quests, you might win the game. Or maybe the game starts all over again. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Um, I watched a video of a, of a couple of people talking about it. I watched another video of uh, one of the founders of Fireside Games talking about this expansion. And he was talking about it early on, what they were trying to figure out and how, the, how it was all going to be uh, uh, sussed out. But let me, let me just read you a little bit about what, what Board Game Geek had to say about this expansion. Uh, part of the Castle Panic Deluxe Collection Kickstarter. Crowns and Quest Deluxe will add new characters and quests to the world of Castle Panic. Players can choose from a variety of playable characters, each with their own game-changing power that can be used on that player's turn. And actually, some of those can be played during the game, during other players' turns. So it's not just during your own turn. Uh, they will use these powers to attempt a series of quests that must be completed before the castle is destroyed. That's your panic is all your all of the um, the monsters moving in closer and closer and closer to the castle and then uh, taking down all the walls and then taking down all the towers, thereby destroying your castle. If they do that, all players lose. Uh, quests can include retrieving magical items from spaces on the board. Really, really cool stuff. Destroying a cursed temple. Ooh, that's new. Uh, or teleporting the entire castle to a safe place. So cool. I was I was listening to this guy talk about this. And this one quest, you place these individual. Now, what did he call them? It wasn't the stones. They were, and they weren't scrolls. They were these items you placed in the forest ring all the way around the castle. And if you replace all six of them, the castle teleports to a new safe location. All the monsters are left wondering what the hell just happened. And all the players win. Very, very cool. Uh, uh, all, all while fighting off the monster army. So, so you play the original game during these expansions and I, I can't wait. I have all the other expansions. 
I can't wait until this one expansion comes out so I can get it and add it to my, my collection. This is one game that, and I, and I recently found out that a lot of other, a lot of other board gamers think the same way. That is regardless of how many board games you have, you keep going back to this one just because it's built well, the game plays well, the story plays well, it's interesting, it's fun, it's, there's, there's an energy about the whole game. There's three ways to play. Don't forget, there's three ways to play. You can play a, a, um, a, a somewhat co-op where you're kind of trying to help everybody else out, but you're really trying to get your own points so that you win. There's a, there's a co-op only, whereas all players are working together to defeat the monsters and to win, and then all players win together. Or there's the, um, now they had a special, special word for it, but I call it like the master and commander where you're just out for yourself and you're playing to screw the other players and get the most points for yourself. So depending upon how you want to play, the game is different every single time. Castle Panic by Fireside Games. If you haven't had a look at it, take a look. Have just have a great time with it with any friends that you can think of that have ever played board games. They'll love it. You'll be able to play it the very first time with anyone that can you can get up, up to speed very quickly and just have a great, great, great time with it. This is a fantastic game. I can't say enough about it. He's not wrong. We had a blast when he brought it over. So very yep. cool game. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good time. And it's also a good time to throw it to break. So guys, check out our commercials, stick with us. Probably a little less racy than the commercials last week. (laughs) And uh, we'll be back with the news. Stick with us. fourth annual sci-fi horror fest is coming with an all-new location new guests and all the same fun charm and camaraderie that you've come to know and love sci-fi horror fest has a new home for 2022 with the vernon downs casino and hotel in vernon new york sci-fi horror fest will be held on august 26th and 27th sci-fi horror fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities vendors and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics.
Now, before you make the stunning realization that sheep are just goats with afros and your wife corrects you and says they are African-American goats, here's the news. First up, the award for best public display of self-love goes to the world is outraged that disgraced comic Louis C.K. won an award for best comedy album this past weekend at the Grammy Awards. His career got choked hard five years ago when it was revealed that he'd been whacking off in front of female comedians for years. Since then, C.K. has been financing his own specials and albums and starting from the bottom again. Now, full disclosure, I barely know who this guy is. Other than he looks like Jason Voorhees and the guy from Saw had a baby. And while I can understand how the women he hurt might be upset by, you know, him winning this award, doesn't this just show that the system works? He did this without the support of big studios or streaming platforms. He had to work his ass off to get back there. Until we redefine canceling as actually straight up murdering someone, we have to accept the fact that some folks will make the long journey back, hopefully learning some lessons and earning some growth in the process. The guy admitted he did it right out of the gate, apologized, and took the punishment. Then he began the long process of rebuilding his career. I guess I don't understand why we don't collectively know and accept this will happen in some cases. It doesn't mean he was uncanceled or it didn't work. People get out of jail and try to start over every day. We don't get pissed off when a former convict starts a youth center or a gym or a barber shop. In my opinion, meaning the opinion of someone who doesn't give two shits about Louis C.K., if he made it back and won a Grammy, then his talent must outshine his flaws. Or maybe he just blew the Grammy people. What do I know? Uh, however, I have a postscript to this story as it led to something interesting. Not really knowing what this guy was all about, after writing this bit, I went and purchased his last two specials from his website, the one that won the Grammy and the more recent one. And I have to say, it was pretty funny. So the Grammy outrage caused me to seek out this content to see if it was actually worth an award, and it resulted in a sale for the offensive party. Not sure if that's what y'all were trying to make happen, but good job if it was. I can't be the only one. Way to go, Righteous Fury! Next up, it rains all the time down here. Wow. It titles two weeks in a row. You never thought that would happen. The Hollywood Reporter has broken the story that Pennywise actor Bill Skarsgård has the leading role in the upcoming Crow reboot. Unlike the recent failed attempts to give the Crow flight, this one looks like it's actually going to happen. The $50 million budget has been approved, and it's already in pre-production for the start date of June. Now, I can see his creepy face in that makeup already. Although it's going to be a monumental challenge to top the original, just no real guns on set, okay? And don't hire Alec Baldwin as the bad guy, please. That's tempting too much fate. And finally, my brother's slapper. Chris Rock's brother came out this week and said, wait, who gives a fuck what Chris Rock's brother thinks? Never mind. And that's the news, kids. Now I want to tell you that I went to Possibilities in downtown Syracuse last week for the second time ever and tried their spicy tomato oil sauce, and it is freaking delicious. What wasn't amazing was the three seemingly out-of-it homeless people who tried to walk directly through me on the walk from where we parked to the restaurant. They seemed completely out of it, kind of like President Biden looking for someone to talk to after Tuesday's press conference with former President Obama. Made me wonder, is Syracuse becoming a shithole? Was it already? It already smells like a hot dog, Bart, so we must be pretty close by now. Paul? (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. Something I made up. Back to you, Jack. All right, everybody. So I'm going to turn it to you guys. So every week you're going to have a new question. So today's question is the entertainment industry. Yes, we're a week behind, and um, it is an Oscars question. So it's a 
these two actors played two iconic roles. So it's four actors total. So two actors played two iconic roles. Can you name those actors that played those iconic, and it's the same iconic role. So these two set of actors played, so like one set of actors, two, played one iconic role. And then the second, and then the second set is two more actors played one iconic role. So four total actors, one iconic role for both sets. Can you name that? Nope. Are these people that won awards at the Oscars last week? Nope. Oh, this is okay. Oscar. It's Oscars history. So like, I'll, I, I'll, I'll give you one if you want. Well, I think so, I have one. It would be um, go ahead. Jack go. Nicholson and Heath Ledger both playing the Joker. The Joker is one, but Jack Nicholson did not win an Oscar for the Joker. Oh. Isn't it Joaquin? And Joaquin's yes, and, he, and Heath Ledger. They both won for the Joker. That is correct. That is one of them. Now, can you name the other set of two actors played the iconic role? That's correct for the first one. Very good, guys. Very good. I don't know what that is. I I, I definitely don't know. The hint is the sequel was better than the first. Boy, that doesn't happen often. Um. Got to throw some Jeopardy music in there. One. So it's, it's, it's not a comic book movie. It's not a comic book movie. No. Okay. Then I have no idea. Please say that I'm out. <laughs> I would assume you guys have seen this. I know whom Corbs has. I'm hoping he has. <laughs> and Hugh, I would think too. Yeah, I got nothing. I have. Yeah. I really thought when you said you had a question segment, it was going to be like something funny or we'd look stupid or something. It might be right now. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. All right. So you got the Joker one because that was Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix. The first one was uh, Robert De Niro and Marlon Brando for Vito Corleone in The Godfather. Oh, no shit. Wow. Oh. All right. All right. Yeah. But yeah, that was too serious. We'll go erroneous, something funny next week. It was. I didn't know what to expect. I was just like, holy shit, he's really hitting us with the hardcore so, trivia here. So was The Godfather a remake or was it the no. no, young, young and old Vito? So, oh, so, so, so the first Godfather oh, oh, okay, was okay, with okay. Marlon Brando and it was everything happened after. And then the, if you watch it, it's cut in. They cut in with Correct. Some of the other stuff, they cut in with Michael Corleone, which is Al Pacino. They cut in that way, and De Niro plays Vito, but in the old country. And then when he comes over, when he comes to America, that's what the second is. Got it. And then I'm actually Hugh. What you just said, Paul. Can I ask for a favor? Could I get some Jeopardy music? Can't be a real Jeopardy. No, because (laughs) we'll get our asses sued. Okay. (laughs) I'll throw something in there for you. Cricket, sir. You can do like oh. 30 seconds of whatever you want, 30 seconds or three seconds, something of whatever you want without Still some cricket, but, can't you? But yeah, like YouTube is not did, kind to that. But even though those are good movies, the guy, well, number three is a fart. We don't want to talk about Godfather part three, but I still like the first one a little bit better than the sequel. What are your guys' thoughts? Have you guys seen The Godfather? 
yeah. years ago. You've never I... seen The Godfather? Really? None yeah, of them. I'm going right. bitch slap you. Well, this is All the right. same guy who's never seen a James Bond movie. Okay, so I mean, wait, what? What? I, I can I can get the James Bond movie. That's a that's what that is a that's no. A, that's a movie. No, wait, wait. I saw Austin Powers. Does that count? No. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you? Wait, wait, Kev. Agree with this. Tell me if you agree with this. If you don't watch Connery as Bond, if you start out with like Roger Moore. George Lazenby, Timothy Dalton, Whoa. Pierce Brosnan. If you don't start out, if you start out pre-Connery, it's difficult to get into. If you watch like Doctor oh. No right off the bat and watch Connery first, and then see the progression that it goes to, it's different. Would you yeah. agree? Would you agree to that? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't like the fact that he's never seen one either. That that irritates me, and I'm gonna have to strap into a chair and make him watch him. I'm going to take Paul somewhere for a weekend and we are <laughs> going to fucking sit down and watch every fucking 007 movie ever made. You know, uh, Corbs, to your point, I actually think that Pierce Brosnan is a good jumping on point. Um, okay. a, lo- a lot of modern Bond fans actually started there. You know, I, Golden, I, I, Golden I, yeah, Eye brought right. in a whole generation. Yeah, yeah, probably a right. new generation. And did you know that he was supposed to be Bond before Dalton. Yeah, but I'm glad he wasn't because he wouldn't that. have the two best Bond movies ever made. Right, so. right. He was actually hey. supposed, to, and they wouldn't let him out of his contract for Remington. Octopussy and Goldfinger. When I said two best, no, I'm talking about Timothy Dalton's movies. Living, oh, yeah. what is it? No. Living Dangerous. Living, thing? No, the Living, Living Daylight. Living Daylight. Well, License to Kill. License to Kill. But um, no, it's even though I am the youngest one here, I did start with Sean Condry and um, Goldfinger and Thunderball, by far the best James Bond movies. Yeah, I love Goldfinger though. I just love that one. Yeah, Goldfinger. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah, that I, was I, the, I, I, the 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 Connery Bonds are are, I think are the you know the better ones. I mean they're older and yet you, you got to understand that they're made they're made in the sixties and the seventies and. Yeah, but, I mean that—that's—that's—that's that, that's, that's the iconic role. That's the iconic James Bond role. That's the trope that all other yep. spy movies are based on. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, whatever. I don't even know you, Paul. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but next week you might have something funny. You might have another serious one, and then you may have Kev's next door neighbor. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> I don't like my neighbor. No, I do. Never mind. You forget this is being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I like one of them. I know. That's yeah. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. Um, it sounds like it's a good time for Corb's classic movie review. classic it's a classic to me but i've noticed these are progressing to more in the uh the more recent yeah. i can't believe that i've ever done candy shake though i'll have to That's double crazy. check 
I'd have to find, I would have to think that I've done that before, but if I haven't, then that's, I know, I know I've done Tim Cup. Mm-hmm. I've done that one. I think I'm so. Not, yeah. Yeah. All right. So the movie that I picked this week, and I only picked it because I didn't feel like doing anything to it, uh, it's Beer Fest, which is near and dear to most people's hearts. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good movie. Uh, I don't remember when it came out, so. All right, so here's the thing. After the death of their grandma, Johann von Wolfhusen, the brothers Jan and... 2006, Thomas, by the way. Huh? 2006, by the way. Sorry. The brothers Jan and Todd Wolfhausen traveled to Munich to fulfill their family tradition of spreading the ashes of Johann during Oktoberfest. Their contact brings them to a secret beer competition, the Beer Fest. Where they, are, where they offend Baron, von, Baron Wolfgang von Wolfhausen and the German branch of their family that accused their great-grandmother of being a prostitute and their grandfather of stealing the old recipe of the best beer in Germany. Jan and Todd returned to the U.S. humiliated and decided to organize a beer team to, dis- to dispute the next beer fest. They joined Landfill, Barry, and Fink and trained long, trained long the year to participate in the competition. When they find the lost recipe hidden in a dummy, they feel that their German relatives told the truth, but the team is ready for the tough dispute. I remember the fact when they found the, the recipe in the dummy's head. Yes. I mean, it's a great. It's, it's a funny movie. I mean, I don't know if you've never if you've never seen it. I've never seen this. You haven't. Seen oh my god! I don't that know. one screams Kevin. Seriously, when you take Paul to wherever you're taking him in the woods and strap him to a chair to watch Bonds, I'm going to strap you in a chair and you're going to watch Beer Fest right alongside of him. Are y'all are going to go into the woods and strap each other down to watch movies. I didn't agree to any of that this. Sounds like an this interesting doesn't matter. Movie. I think some yeah. people might bring call a banjo that a too. retreat. I'm going to bring a banjo. You're, you're going to want a fucking retreat from this. And then actually, you know who else is going to be in the woods? You know that, right? Your new friend, Ruben. Ruben! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so back to Beer Fest. Because <clears throat> we've fallen off the rails again. I need um, to watch this movie. Yeah, yes, you do. Fun, it's a pretty funny movie. Um, just a whole look at all the boobs. <laughs> a lot of boobs. Just look at all the boobs. <laughs> just look at that picture that, of the IMDb. Th- those would be your, the, the last words that you want you want to say right before you die. Right yeah. there. You're good. Corpse, can we just admit though that you had your classic movie review and you're like, oh should I have 90 minutes. I'm gonna watch Beer Fest. <laughs> Which is not uh, a bad thing. Actually, to be honest with you, when I when I told Paul that Eddie was going to do Beer Fest tonight, I realized right after that that I hadn't watched Moon Knight, so I needed to watch that. So, <laughs> so you're winging it? Is that what you're telling yes, us? Pretty much. You know what, though? Because it was Moon Knight, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's 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 a it's a funny movie. I, I I don't why I won't sit and watch it the whole whole way through when it's on, but I do. I do turn it on when it comes out. I'm like, oh, Beer Fest is on. I got to start watching it. Watch a little bit here and there and whatnot. Some of the gags in it are pretty funny. Some of the gags in it are pretty funny, but would definitely 
definitely not translate to now. No, that's another one that would be a little cringy today. Yeah, that one. This one wouldn't get made in this day and age. It would be protest. which is too bad because I loved Broken Lizard. That they, they they did some cool shit. Yeah, I did. did not see Club Dread. I saw bits and pieces of it. It, it, it was okay. Um, and I still like haven't a, seen Super Troopers too. Now that I think about it. You're not missing much. Yeah, that one wasn't as good as the first one. So. That makes me sad. Because those are... Oh my god, Willie Nelson is in this. He's at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see that movie made. Yeah. I'm surprised it never got made. Uh, The end stinger for that, because this was was before after credit scenes were a thing. This one had one. And it basically sets up Weed Fest, I believe. Pot fest? Pot fest, maybe. Yeah. So. Hey, Kev, did you ever see like the movie Road Trip or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Road Trip, I have. God, so, I would hope road, so. Yeah, Road Trip. My favorite one is Euro Trip. So, oh, like, my God. Euro that so good. Because, um, guilty great soundtrack. Pleasure. Oh, yeah, um, I've done karaoke and Scotty Doesn't Know is my go to for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll stop right there because. Does but, this make uh, me well, an awful parent or a great parent that my kids know all the words that Scotty doesn't know? Makes you a great parent, gold <laughs> star. <laughs> makes you a good parent, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Continue. Oh no, I'm, I'm, but but Kev, if you've seen those movies, you'll definitely like Beer Fest. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, fun. Watching Beer Fest. The the Fest. Oh, well. too. Yeah, yeah. Go. Oh, you know what? Never mind. If, if Kev hasn't seen it, I don't want to give him some more of the finer points. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, landfill. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. <clears throat> What's Roger Ebert have to say? Nothing, because this was the same year he died. Um, <gasps> that, doesn't, that doesn't excuse him, right? It shouldn't. Isn't but, there so, a Robert Ebert ghost review? There's somebody that d- keeps doing them, but I, they didn't do one for this movie. It was probably too lowbrow for them. So I had to go to our next best option, and that's the New York Times. <clears throat> and this was by Jeanette Katsoulis. She was in that movie. She might have been. Um, and it's a short one. You'll be happy with that. <clears throat> Title is Guzzling Brew to Protect the Family Name. This was from August 25th, 2006. And she says, in Beer Fest, a gaseous celebration of binge drinking and family honor. Sounds like every party I've had. <laughs> the, f- the five comedians known collectively as Broken Lizard have created a fret house staple for the ages. The plot, an insanitary blend of hops, ram urine, and human remains, <laughs> follows the Wolf House brothers, Eric Stolkhausen and Paul Soder, to Oktoberfest, where they stumble into an underground beer guzzling contest and abject humiliation at the hands of their German cousins. To defend the family name, the brothers return a year later with their dream team, a beer games champ and erstwhile male prostitute played by Jay. I don't even try. The Indian dude, (laughs) who is also the director, a hollow legged chugging machine played by Kevin Heffernan and a lab technician played by Steve Lemmy, whose specialty is collecting frog ejaculate. (laughs) I forgot about that. A decidedly unscientific process that the movie's target audience will enjoy almost as much as the frogs do. (laughs) I'm a professional here. 
as the team faces off against belligerent British sailors, aggressive Aussies, and a pair of Teutonic bingers known as Hemacher and Schlemmer, the movie, like its characters, becomes increasingly incoherent. Fortunately, there's Great Gam Gam, yep. Great Gam Gam, sorry, a delicious Cloris Leachman dusting off her Frau Blucher accent from Young Frankenstein. Yes. The brothers, the brothers, steely great grandmother with the nefarious past. I always sleep better when I have some. <laughs> she confides lasciviously, less lasciviously, sorry, what? lasciviously, stroking a Frankfurter. It's the classiest moment in the movie. <laughs> and that's the end of the review. <laughs> Thank God. That one was killing you, man. Oh my God. Uh, that's, I, I got to find Jeanette. She's, she's funny. I like her. Yeah, I gotta admit that you mentioned Gam Gam with the with the with the sausage and her slapping it and stroking it. I was like, oh my god. Um, we forgot though. What, what do you give this movie, Corbs? Oh, uh, I don't know, like two stars. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not. That's, that's a about the, right. a theatrical masterpiece. It's not and a wonder by any stretch. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, Kev, I can't believe you haven't seen it. You gotta check this one out. Yeah, for sure. So. I think he's watching it now. Right, yeah. he may be. <laughs> watching some, he's watching some. I'm looking up some, reviews. He's watching trailers. Sure not good. He's yeah. trying to see more boobs. <laughs> I'm trying to watch Moon Knight. I haven't caught up on that yet. Oh, don't worry about it. Well, um, yeah, I think it's time to uh, throw it to break, and uh, we'll bring it back and wrap this stuff up. What do you say? Sounds like a plan. All right, stick with us, guys. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new guests, and all the same fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics.
Okay. And that new open tells you that we got a new segment here as well. Um, guys, for our weekly topic, this was actually something that was addressed from Laura and Hugh. You actually touched upon it in your new segment. So movie reboots. Uh, if it's a special movie, um, how do you feel about them? Um, for example, The Crow. With all the, the extenuating circumstances, it was a very good movie. Brandon Lee dying, the whole thing. A lot of people feel like that movie's untouchable. How do you feel about movies like that? Or, for instance, the original Star Wars. How do you feel about reboots? Like, uh, touching them. Touch, touch. Yeah. Well, we don't have a choice. We don't, but that's that's an opinion thing. Well, some things won't be rebooted. Star Wars isn't going to be rebooted because yeah, it's it still no, it no, it was it wasn't rebooted. Just be, episode seven. No, no, no. He's no. You're 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 talking reboot. We're talking. He's talking remake, like a like a remake. yeah remake. Yes, remakes. Yeah, Sorry, okay. that's a better term for it. Yeah. That's not going to be remade because they're just going to perpetuate the story on and on and on. And those movies are still, yeah, movies can be classic, but these are still things people are watching, you know, today. The Crow was awesome, but this generation isn't watching The Crow. You know, kids these days still go back and watch Star Wars. And and I know you're right, Hugh, because I don't think they're they're not watching because they don't know Bruce Lee and they don't know Brandon Lee. Yeah. We, We all grew up watching Bruce Lee and know who Bruce Lee is. You watched... Enter the Dragon, you watched Fist of Fury, stuff like that. And then you watched Brandon and the Crow. You knew the story behind it. You knew that he passed away while filming it. So it, it gave it that little bit of extra. I need to see this movie because I need to see, I want to see where this supposed, you know, where he got shot during the movie type of thing. That was the reason why I went and saw it. But then I was sitting in the movie theater and I'm like, holy fuck, this is a great movie. Well, so, I mean, at least in, in the, the respect to the Crow, can, can they remake it and do it well? I think it's certainly possible if they have the right actor. I like the fact they pick somebody who isn't a martial artist because yeah. maybe they're going more for the acting. You know, he hasn't failed us yet. But the key here is you have to have a good soundtrack. And I suggest getting a director who has worked on music videos because that's going to help. You you need to recreate that magic that was on screen, both both literally on screen and coming out of the speakers because that's part of the, the magic of the crow it's it's one of those lightning in a bottle moments where the movie and the soundtrack are perfectly in sync that does happen sometimes but it doesn't happen often you're not wrong yeah, yeah I agree with that. But to, no but you to, guys are yeah, go, go go ahead corpse to your point paul there are there are some movies that you just you can't you can't redo i mean there's you know there's there's untouchable movies in my mind i mean godfather comes to mind i, I don't see that being remade uh, you can tell mm. a different story to it or they'll do it as an hbo max series i right. can see that yeah so stuff like that you know you're talking movies like that um what well, else? a perfect example of that okay yeah uh, interview with the vampire um, I know that, you know, it's not the most popular movie out there, but we just went back and rewatched that movie this past week. Um, while Tom Cruise probably wouldn't have been my first choice, that movie is, again, another example of, of movie magic. 
um, it, it was perfect in its time. It really captured the spirit of the book and the, uh, the performances were incredible. I can't imagine somebody improving on that. So AMC smartly is doing it as a TV series because that's really the only way you can make it different enough that it can be seen as better and, and stand alone. Right. Without tarnishing the legacy. Yes, yes. Right. correct. And like what you guys are saying, it hits everything on the head right there. You need to have the great director like you need to have a f- solid script with it too. So with this actor that's playing that the actor that's Pennywise is playing the new um, person for the crow, because as we saw that when we we're like, yes, I know I'm younger, but I've, I saw that when I was actually only six years old, believe it or not with my brother, I shouldn't have watched that, but it's just very artsy. The soundtrack, like what he was hitting on, it's very well done, it's, yeah. but you're not gonna, But you're not going to get like Michael Bay doing a movie with like, um, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a, an actor off the top of my head, like, like Daniel Day-Lewis, for example. Daniel Day-Lewis, working with Michael Bay, it just doesn't work together. It needs to be somebody, it needs to go well with each other. So that's why when Steven Spielberg did it with Daniel Day-Lewis when they did Lincoln, that was perfect. So it needs to make sure it hits all on all the feels for that. Are there any particular uh, movies that you had in mind when you brought this up, Paul? Definitely the crow because that was <clears throat> that was the topic of discussion with Laura. Um, she is freaking out over this. She she thinks it needs to be killed with fire. It should never be touched. Uh, well, you know, I mean, but she was was she fine with it when it was Jason Momoa who no, was going to play that's, the crow? That's also okay. what she said. All right. Her, she said because that's what I said about Momoa, and she quote said, um, "I don't find Mom- Jason Momoa attractive." All right. Well, that's well, good. She's consistent there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, he, we, he, we, Ah. Okay. Here's the thing. Um, nothing is sacred in Hollywood. I find Jason Momoa attractive. I'm just you would. Um, he's my twin, by the way. Um, anyway, uh, you know, of course they're going to remake The Crow, uh, because it was a big hit, and and it's not considered, you know, um, I don't want to say Hollywood royalty. It's not one of those untouchable films. So I mean, it was bound to be redone. And there's lots of other ones that we like. That are going to get that treatment. Well, a good example: The Evil Dead. They did it. They did a remake, yes. even though it turned out to kind of be a sequel. That was a great fucking movie. Totally different from the first movie. <clears throat> they they took the horror in a different direction, and it was super effective. And it put Fede Alvarez on the fucking map as a, a premier horror director. I I, I I have fundamental issues with this question. Okay, so there are two movies that fit this fit this kind of a problem that are completely opposite answers from each other okay okay the very first is la femme nikita if you ever watched the very first one french dubbed you would never want to watch anything else but if you've only ever watched the english version and then the subsequent series then that's all you know but if you never watched the original, then if you watched it afterwards, you'd be like, well, what the fuck is this? I don't want to see this. But the original was so much better than anything that came after it, right? Okay. Have, you, have any of you ever seen the original La Femme Nikita? No. French, the French version, dubbed, dubbed English, English subtitles, the whole bit. Never saw it. I have. You have? It, okay. I, 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 don't, I don't know that this... I want to hear what you have to say, but I don't know that this can question can neatly apply 
to foreign films and English remakes. That that's tough. Oh, but I think it does. I think I think a remake. I think a remake that changes the the feeling or the essence of a movie. I think applies. Well, but and keep in mind when you're going from an international or from from another country's audience different countries have different ways of telling stories and they have different things that are important to them. So I there's going, to, there's I going to be a, a change, a transliteration from French to English or Japanese to English that I, I don't think necessarily falls under the remake thing. You have to do that to make it for the American audience or, or whatever. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, no, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you completely, but I am going to say that the original the original movie holds up subtitled. If you absolutely hate subtitles, then obviously it's just not going to work for you. But the original movie holds up subtitled start to finish as something that just applies universally. It's a great movie. Now, okay, to your point, Hugh, there is another movie. There's a second movie that I wanted you to consider. And that is Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. The original, no one in the U.S. saw. No one. Not even me. I didn't see it until after the remake. Until after the English remake, which I saw first, so I believe is superior to the original. But the original holds in that it, 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 it follows the storyline very, very well. My problem with it is that and I honestly believe this, I didn't see that one first, so I don't have the kind of connection with it. So what my point is, and I'm, and, and I'm, I'm going to make this kind of loosely, I think, is that depending upon when you see either the original or the remake, you may be connected with one or the other. And I think that matters more than how good the original was or how good the remake was. It is your feelings, your connection with whichever one it might be. I would, agree, I would agree with you in circumstances where it's more likely that somebody would have seen a remake first. Um, in the movies that we've been talking about, these are movies that people absolutely saw the originals first. You know, I mean, The Crow, I mean, of course, I mean, it's, on, it's still on cable all the time. I'm not going to turn on my TV and find La Femme Nikita, but I am going to turn on and find The Crow or, you know, well, maybe Evil Dead. I think they only show Evil Dead, too. Um, but in a situation where people have definitely seen the first one, I, I think that kind of changes the, uh, the dynamic of the question. Well, it makes a good point. Like, um, I remember I saw, did you guys ever see... And Huey, you're actually bringing up a good point. It's another foreign movie, Old Boy. Did you ever see that one? Yes! Yeah. Old Boy is a great example, too, because, like, that was, what, a Korean movie, and it has that surprise ending, and then Josh Brolin, A-list actor in Hollywood, oh redoes God. Old Boy. Old Boy, like, it's because that's one of the most surprise endings, and they changed the whole thing around. It's like, wait, what did you just do? But Hugh, you actually just um, had a light bulb go off in my head. It's because different countries they expect to see different things. Oh yeah, and that was the look, look at look at J horror. Okay, The Ring, The Grudge. 
Um, the Japanese originals, I love them, but they have the hokey, you know, Asian film thing where everybody's like embarrassed of anything rem- remotely like, oh, she wants to kiss me. I have to run and hide and make it a big plot point and all that stupid garbage that comes along with it, um, which I can't stand about, you know, Japanese movies, but it's, it's ingrained into their cinema. Um, but you have the same director come over and do uh, The Grudge, uh, I believe, and uh, maybe The Ring. Um, but I know that the same director did one of them. I know it was The Grudge. And same idea, same ghost, same everything, different main characters. One of them, was they were even set in Japan. You know, so it was set in the same place, but it doesn't have that weird sensibility. You have serious characters who are not making stupid jokes and things like that. And and it changes the movie fundamentally because an American audience watching the original grudge is like, this is kind of scary, but it's also kind of fucking stupid too. I, I think I think I think this question is a lot more nuanced than what you know, whatever Paul, whatever you had, the conversation you had. I think it's a lot more nuanced and it really depends upon the movie and the situation. I would love to see a list of movies from somebody like one of our viewers that they think should not ever be remade and then discuss them like back to the future. Shouldn't be touched. Well, what, what about true grit? Oh, John, I think Wayne. that's been redone. Hasn't it? Yes. It has. It has. It has. That's exactly, it fits. It fits this question. I would have to give a shit about westerns and have watched it to really. But here, and here, here's the kicker: he won. John Wayne won for True Grit, and I, I believe Jeff Bridges was nominated for it. He was nominated. He was yeah. nominated. So I mean, in that in that case, is the is the original better than the remake? They seem to be. They seem both to be be pretty good. I think. Uh, and, and, and I know I already said this, but I really believe it really depends upon the individual and which one they identified with. Now, maybe they saw one before the other, right. or maybe they saw one that they really, they really appreciated. I mean, it, 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 it could be that the Japanese genre, you know, that appeals to you and, and, and that's what you enjoy. So you appreciated that more than you appreciated the remake, or or maybe you like the classic western more than you like the remade western, or maybe you like the characters or the or the actors or whatever it was. I honestly believe that this question is so much more nuanced because it is more the individual than it is the movie. No, yeah, yeah, no, you're hitting on the right things right there because back in two thousand six a young actor named by R.I.P., Heath Ledger, was cast as the Joker. He was just coming off doing um, Brokeback Mountain. And we were like, why is this guy that is playing, just played Brokeback Mountain going to be cast in another remake for the Joker? Can he really do this? But then Christopher Nolan brought that out of him, won Best Supporting Actor for it. And like it's like what you guys are all saying. If you have the great cast, like what he says with a soundtrack, and Kev is saying, like, with, like, like whatever the audience appeals and what the corpse is saying, like with everything like that, it all depends if it can mesh well together. If it's thrown together like a Joel Schumacher, Batman and Robin. Yeah, that's not going to work. But Christopher Nolan knew what he was getting in Heath Ledger and Heath Ledger hit it out of the park. And this guy that um, plays Pennywise, I have all out faith. He's going to do great. So that's my take. 
I do remember the uh, the the Brokeback Joker. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, I, I think another important thing too is if they're going to remake a film, they have to have something different. Um, a very good example of that for me is Night of the Living Dead. Uh, most people forget there was a remake in the '90s, uh, which had some of their original people involved. I believe Tom Savini uh, may have directed it. Um, I love that movie. Um, I like it almost as much as the original and the original is like my favorite horror movie. And I like it because it follows the same beats. Barbara is not a pushover. She's actually a badass. They change things up and the story ends differently, but the core of it, everything, the, everything that made it such a classic is still there, but they remixed it a little. So it didn't feel like I was watching the same movie. It was almost like, you know, what if Night of the Living Dead was made now with modern special effects and sensibilities? Uh, I, I'm really surprised it doesn't get more love uh, than it does because it, it's a fantastic movie if you've not ever seen it. I, I, I know I've seen it. I just don't know which one I saw, to be honest. Well, it'd be Night, Night of the Living Dead, I think, 1990. There's a lot of them because it's... Uh, because the copyright is it's in public domain, so anybody can make a Night of the Living Dead movie, but this one was actually an official one. Remake, yeah. Yeah. Redo. I don't I don't know, Paul. So what did we do? Did we did we settle <clears throat> this? Or we just make it more difficult? Um, I think it's definitely more muddled, but it's we've we've definitely broached it enough that hopefully um it answers the question um that she's crazy and the crow can be remade because she legit wanted it to not be done. It should not be a I, thing. I, I like Jason Momoa. I'm not saying he needs to be in everything. That's not. Well, he's not in the crow reboot. So no, he, he's walked away from that. Good. That's, that's good for him. He's got a, he's got his wife back or girlfriend or whatever the hell she is. So that's good for him. You know, the sad thing is I think he could have pulled it off and probably his star power would have made it a hit. I agree. Um, I would have been interested in that film too. I would have checked that out. I'll still check it out regardless, as long as it's it's a remake of the uh, Eric Draven story. Um, I would be curious to see them do one closer to the source material and see how I, that know, works. I'd like to see Momoa do a remake of Fifty First Dates. Okay, next topic. <laughs> and Kev, you're going to be the girl in Fifty First Dates, right? Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right so guys what are you watching i'm gonna make this real quick because we're running so late um we never touched on halo last week um so far i think it's pretty good oh nice yeah you know i mean people are mad because he takes off his helmet so fucking what you have to tell a story um yeah that being said the story they're telling so far is interesting uh, so i'm liking it uh the other thing is i watched uh, a movie called shepherd this week horror movie and uh I, I have to say you know you check this out the ending is going to piss you off because you're not going to completely understand um what happens but the journey there is incredibly atmospheric and well done and it's worth the price of admission um you talk about movies that have incredible atmospheres and just creeping feelings of dread th this movie has it in scores and the guy who uh, directed this is going to have a huge career at some point um, just hopefully he gets stories that have actual endings. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Jack, why don't you go next? 
Um, I know I'm a little late to the game, but um, since I'm geeking out really hardcore for Star Wars Celebration next month, um, I'm really re-watching some Star Wars stuff, and I finally watched all of Star Wars Rebels. So nice. that was a really good show. So just Love watching Rebel. Star Wars Rebels. Oh, yeah. Um, but you see oh, Hera is great, and you had Caden with Ezra. It's kind of like a Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, kind of a dynamic, or like brothers. It's kind of neat. Chopper is just a little pissant, which is pretty awesome. He's, I was like, I love this guy. He's, he's really cool. And Zeb is kind of like a Chewbacca. I would kind of compare him to a little bit, like a muscle yeah. with yeah. a personality. But um, did you all watch Rebels? Am I spoiling anything? Okay. Um, You're not spoiling like, anything, but yes, I've watched it. Okay. Um, just the ending, though, with Caden, where he just like puts his hand there. It's kind of like a Jonathan Kent, like with like um, from Star, um, Superman. He's like, you just got to go. It just like it hits the feels because like he's yeah. looking at Hera. He's like, you know, I love you now. And it's like Star Wars is never this happy. And <laughs> um, it's actually it's funny you're watching these because when you're a kid, um, Revenge of the Sith, for example, you watch that and you're like, oh, my God, you see Darth Vader. It's so cool. Then you watch it as we get older. You're like, oh, my God, Anakin's Darth Vader. How sad. <laughs> it's like this tormented soul. But like you see like Ahsoka with the rebels, like you see why. Um, this Ahsoka show is going to be so much more important now because you're going to have like Ezra, you're going to have Sabine in it and all that stuff. But um, just finished watching Star Wars Rebels and um, I'm in two days after we leave this podcast, I have two episodes of Bad Batch left. Nice. nice. Yeah, I'm right with you. Um, Clone Wars and uh, Rebels are must-sees in, 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 in the Star Wars universe because they fill in so much of what we're seeing right now post mandalorian oh absolutely watching um i watched all clone wars and um those last four episodes way better than the whole cool sequel trilogy like those last four episodes of clone wars yeah. by far you see when ahsoka anakin gives her her lightsabers yeah. and then he's he won't he won't see her again and it's just like oh my god it's hitting all the feels like you see the side story of what's going on during like revenge of the sith there's some, there's some really, there's some really gut wrenching stuff going on mm-hmm. at the end, for sure. But yeah, that was a good show. That's what I watched. All right, Corbs. Yep. Uh, so I watched, continuing to watch Winning Time, the Laker, the Rise of the Laker Dynasty. I watched yep there that episode. Next episode last night, which was pretty good. It, they started the first, the first season. It gets into the, the season, how Magic and Cream didn't get along to start, um, stuff like that. So, and then how Cream comes around and they start to, you know, win like 10 or 12 games in a row or something like that. So that's where the, that's where the season, where the last episode ended. It's, like I said, it's a good show. I mean, if you're a basketball fan, you'd like it. But if you're not, you're not going to have any clue what the fuck's going on. Um, and I did watch uh, Free Guy, finally. I got that movie. is so good. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. My son and I have been trying to watch it. We were going to, we were going to watch it. Uh, I want to say beginning of February, middle of February. And then we found out it was going to be on HBO or Hulu and Disney. Basically everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere. And in the middle yeah. of February, like the 23rd of February. So we we're like, it's Oh, we're just going to go ahead and watch it then. So we went. Cor- <laughs> Corbs, do you want to spin a line from that Mariah Carey song from Free Guy? No. one time <laughs> <laughs> no um but yeah so my so we watched it uh, uh last week friday night 
or Saturday night, one of the two, we decided we sat down and just watched it. He, he, my son wanted to see it. So, so I didn't get some of the references in there because, you know, he, there's a lot. Oh yeah. yeah, No, there's no way to get them all. Yeah. He, my son was pretty good. (laughs) He got most of them. He was mad. There was no, there was no Minecraft reference in there, but. Oh, I think there was. I thought there, I, I, to be honest with you, maybe there was. There are rumors. There might make a pretty guy too, but I yeah, 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 I saw, I saw on on the on their page that they had already they've already submitted a script for it. So, jeez. So it did so well. They're gonna they're gonna put out a second one. So, and I did watch um, his other movie. I watched the Adam Project. I haven't seen that yet. That was actually very good. The the kid who plays the younger version of Ryan Reynolds in the the movie was fantastic. Fantastic. It's a good movie. Um, I watched it like two, two or three weeks ago, so I forgot about it last week. So, but yeah, that was a good movie. It might be worth checking out, but I mean, it's kind of, it's a little weird, like time travel and stuff like that, you know, whatnot, but I, I enjoyed it. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is the, the big thing right now. So right. anything, anything he touches, you can really, can really count on it, making some type of money. So at least 50 bucks, at least. Yeah. Somebody's going to go and see it. Do we at least know Deadpool 3 is going to be his next movie, hopefully? <laughs> I don't know yeah, about next movie, but it's definitely in the works. It's been announced. Thank you. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. <clears throat> Kev. I, you know, I haven't had a chance to catch up on Moon Knight. I'm sorry. Um, we did watch the season finale of Walking Dead. Uh, or the, I don't know, the mid-season this secondary season, whatever the hell it is, there's three different. I think you're classes. a week ahead still. Yeah, we are. Mm. So I'm not going to talk about Walking Dead, um, other than the fact that it just it it held, it holds up all the way through. Um, God love them, you know, for for writing, you know, a great story and sticking with it. Um, but uh, Kathy and I watched Jolt, which uh, Kate Beckinsale, and um, it's a it's a woman that. Um, she, you know, she's got an anger management issue and she needs some electricity to uh, keep her in line. And I've seen um, previews for that. It's a pretty good movie. Um, it's, uh, it's got a bit of a, it's got a bit of a shocker end to it. And uh, you'll know, let's see, I had the IMDb loaded for it and I don't have it anymore. Um, but uh, uh, the guy in it was in, I mean, he was in so many things. He was in Suicide Squad, um, the, the, the male lead opposite of Kate. Um, yeah, hi, hi, something. What the hell is his name? Hi, What's hi. <laughs> Hold on a second. Just give me a second to load this up. Uh, oh, Jai Courtney. Hi, Jai Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Yeah, whatever. Courtney, uh, yes. And Stanley Tucci. The boomerang. Yeah. Stanley Tucci's good. So, I mean, it's just really, it's a really good movie. You know, I, I don't know if you know, you know, Kate Beckinsale or not, but she, she was also the female lead in um, Underworld. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. She and she got, was also in Click, too, you remember. Yeah. She's got the moves. <laughs> she's got the moves. Got the smoking hot body. Yeah. No, it was Who's good. That? It was good. It was really good. And um, it the, so there's a lot of these movies. The one thing I want to say about this is a lot of these movies that are coming out on, you know, for, for Netflix only or streaming only or whatever. 
and they're like, oh, you know, they got great promise and, you know, they look good and a lot of good action or whatever. And you get through it. And before they finish, you're like, well, the kind of the story kind of dropped off before we got to the halfway point. This one actually holds up. I'm, I was pleasantly surprised with this. Right to the end. Nice. So that's my, that's mine. Mine's quite obvious. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Everyone else but Kevin have watched it? Yes. yes. You guys can talk about it. I don't care. Not yet, but go ahead. Um, all I've got to say is a psychotic Colonel Sanders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was surprising. That is not the characterization of uh, that particular uh, persona from the comics, but it worked. It was funny. Yes. I like the fact that he just whipped out the truncheons. <laughs> These um, holes. <laughs> right. That uh, it was another very good episode. Um, I like where they're going with it. Still a lot of a uh, lot of explanation, but the series is definitely moving. And the very last scene, um, I don't, I don't think this is a character we've seen before. No, I'm calling that now. Okay, that's all I gotta say. Uh, I don't want to give too much away because it is literally the same day that the show came out. Yeah. Um. But, are, they setting, are they setting this up to be a, for be a, for there to be a second season? I hope so. Also, Paul hopes he gets a second season, a third well, season, a movie well, run. I'm just worried that the character had such a limited run that they don't have enough material. He's been around on and off since 1975. Yeah, they've reinvented him how many times, though? But they keep building on it. It's not really a reinvention. I mean, he's batshit crazy. Uh, I know. So <laughs> we talked about or this before, though. They the can just er- make shit up. The There's early, that too. The early stories are nothing like what the current story is. They didn't you delve can, into that. You can point to any comic book character that's been around that long and say the same thing, though. Uh, so. uh, agreed. Agreed. <clears throat> Well, maybe I'm just being defensive because it's Moon Knight. <laughs> you are. Uh, yeah. It's no reason, but you, but you don't have to be defensive about it. I'm just, I'm just wondering if there's enough, based on what's already been written, to go further. Well, all they have to do is a couple, couple seasons of the TV show, and then he's just in the movies, and it doesn't have to tie into his particular history. Right. That's true. That's true. I'm just concerned that they're going to cram too much into this first season. Because I know that we have some more of the rogues gallery showing up this season. Because we have that kid that died in the skiing accident. For reals. um, That's going to be in the show. And he's playing Midnight. Or Midnight Man. One of the two. Means nothing to you guys yet. No. We'll see. We didn't even make it that far, Hugh, in the the show. No idea what you're talking about. Well, don't forget... Well, Kev, don't forget they have filler episodes, and the next episode is Moonlight. Moon Knight meets his number one fan, Paul and Ruben. Yes, I, Ruben! I forgot to tell you guys we we, we, did, we did a show. Ruben's <laughs> gonna be in it. Weird. All right. All right. Um, I think everybody's done their thing, and Hugh's exasperation says it's time to wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> Half past a hair over there, Corpse? It's time to go. All right. 
So what does that mean? What's the time for? Time to drop some nuggets. Thank you. Just clean up after. <laughs> Before you judge a man, walk a mile in his shoes. After that, who gives a fuck? He's a mile away, and you got his shoes. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Megabyte bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. Whose turn is it? Guys, remember, I, I started it off like before we cut that. What are we playing? Oh, that's right. And then I almost thought we were going into the news. So that's why I asked you if you were ready. So. Uh, so none of us really know what the fuck's going on. Is it the news? Is it the news or is is it what what you're playing? It's it's what we're playing. Yeah. Yeah. So why didn't you say that? You always Because I was wrong. (laughs) Dude, dude, he just said I was wrong. Can we just stop and and have a moment here? You realize he's going to edit that shit out, right? (laughs) You do realize all this is going to be tacked onto the end of the show as one of our fucking outtakes, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've been doing that. So that's fair. <clears throat> okay, ready? Yep.